Nine years ago today, terrorists attacked. The World Trade Center's Twin Towers collapsed, and nearly 3,000 people were killed. However, amid the tragedies of 9-11, hope was literally born. An estimated 10,000 American families welcomed a new baby into the world on September 11, 2001. Good morning, I'm George Bodarki, and this is Cityscape on 90.7 FM and WFUV.org. Hillary O'Neill is among the kids celebrating their ninth birthday today, and I stress celebrating. Yes, this is a day of prayer and remembrance, but for the O'Neills of Norwalk, Connecticut, the day will include cake as they celebrate the light that broke through the darkness on 9-11. I recently visited with the O'Neills at their home. My name's Heather O'Neill. My name is Glenn O'Neill. My name is Hillary O'Neill. And my name is Griffin O'Neill. Okay, Heather, let's start with you because 9-11, of course, started one way for you, ended another way, and I must say a very positive way because she is sitting right over there, Hillary. So how did the day start for you on September 11th, 2001? I went into labor at about 2 o'clock in the morning, and around 6 o'clock in the morning it was time to go to the hospital, which was in Norwalk, Connecticut, and it was, I remember it was the most beautiful day, brightest, bluest sky, um, and a very cool day. And I had said, what a beautiful day to have a baby. So we were all excited. This was our second child. And we were, she was a week early. And we were on our way to the hospital. And after we got to Norwalk Hospital and got situated in our room and gone through a lot of pain and had an epidural, I said to my husband, you know, okay, let's just do something relaxing now. I need to relax for a while. I got a long way to go, so let's put on, let's just watch a show like Good Morning America. And that was about 7:40 in the morning. And sure enough, it was. Uh, it, I have, I'm sort of feel guilty for saying this, but it was a very exciting moment to be watching on TV. It was like watching a major thriller, and because of that, that was taking my mind off the fact I was in labor and the pain that I was in because I was distracted over what was going on. In fact, everybody was distracted, the doctors, my husband, the nurses coming in, everyone in the hospital. Was that disconcerting at all, though, thinking that all of these people are watching television? You're in labor. At times it was. I mean, at at certain points I felt like thank goodness this is on because it's keeping my mind off of the pain that I'm in, which was incredible pain, even though I had the epidural. My doctor came rushing in, and before he, great doctor, but before he even looked at me, he was watching it and said, what's going on on TV? Everyone's eye was on the TV and sort of one eye on me and watching the, watching the news, and we were flicking the channels trying to figure out what was going on. And um, the labor and delivery nurses kept coming in and out, and as the day progressed, the hospital was actually getting ready for patients, thinking that they were going to be taking patients because um, Norwalk is in such cl- close proximity to New York. So they were counting IV bottles. They were telling the labor and delivery nurses to go get lunch at 10.30 in the morning because they might need them later on. They kept switching them, you know, as they were supposedly counting my breaths and things they were they were not being consistent, and uh, it was actually very hard for me to focus. So um, after a long day, and certain times I finally was like, let's turn off the TV, but then I'd want it back on to see what was going on. So although everyone knew I was going through a major thing in my life, this was almost bigger than that, and I was at certain points like, what am I, push, what do you mean, what am I doing pushing someone into this world? I can't bring a child into this world when what's going on, you know, this evil's going on. That's after I realized, you know, that it wasn't just a small plane that hit the building. 
Dad, what was going through your mind? What Heather said is is pretty accurate in terms of the hustle and bustle. You know, after we initially, um, you know, when well, we initially thought it was a small plane, like everyone did, um, and then when we found out that it wasn't, and the hustle and bustle of people running around grabbing any kind of extra materials they could grab, you know, oxygen tanks, um, IVs, you know, basically anything they could gather, and it was very distracting. It was distracting for me, and I felt you know a little guilty. You know, not only early in the process, but as the day went on, you know, finding myself being uh, distracted from what was going on with Heather and, you know, sort of saying, you know, breathe, you'll be okay. And, and then kind of saying, oh, wait, hang on, I'll be back in a minute and looking at the TV. You know, and on my end, I was the one, obviously, as the father who had the responsibility of calling everybody to tell them, you know, hey, guess what? We had a baby. And, of course, everyone I called, their first reaction was, can you believe what's happened? This is so scary. You know, I'm glad you're okay. Um, before I even had a chance to say, well, you know, we had a baby, that, a baby that was born, and you know, the reactions were were obviously very mixed. From people didn't even really hear what I said to other people saying, you know, oh boy, that's a terrible thing. To other people saying it's a wonderful thing. So, you know, I think as, as time has gone on, more and more people have embraced it as being a wonderful thing that Hillary was born on that day as opposed to, you know, a, you know, a very sad thing that she was born on that day. I would imagine, Heather, a very interesting position to be in, to have such wonderful news on a day when such a tragic thing happened. Yes, I was also going to say that um, after a long de- labor with her, we ended up, I ended up having a C-section. It was at the point where I was like, I was exhausted. The doctors were exhausted. We were, we were like, all right, that's enough. I had had a C-section with my first child, and now it was time. I was you know, giving it a chance to have a vaginal birth with her, and it just was not going to happen. She wasn't moving. I wasn't motivated. Just the whole process, the doctors. And as soon as I said, you know what, let's go for the C-section, they were like, okay. Like, they kind of wanted to get this moving along as well. And what time of day did she come into the world? 2.55 in the afternoon. So we had pretty much watched the entire day unfold. We had talked to people throughout it. They had told us their stories, you know, sort of that was more important than the actual what was going on with us. And, you know, we were so excited. We thought she was going to be a boy and she was a girl, so that was just an exciting thing. Um, And having her, I felt, you know, the minute... I looked at her. She had a twinkle in her eye that we knew. And I said this to myself, and I've told many people this story, that I feel like she has all the spirits of those people twinkling in her. And, you know, we actually are not a very religious family. And this has made us somewhat religious and feeling like, okay, there is something, you know, good comes when something, you know, even though something tragic has happened, something great has come of it. And I'd say once a week from the day she was born, someone has stopped me in the grocery store somewhere even strangers and said, oh, she's, you know, what a beautiful baby, or look at her eyelashes, or look at her lips, she's so amazing, she just has a wonderful spirit about her, and I always say, well, she was born on 9-11, so, and that, you know, that we usually get someone sighing or saying, oh, with a smile on their face. And how old was your son on 9-11-2001? Griffin was almost three years old, so he, um, he was aware that he was having a baby, and, you know, of course, with your second child, there's always guilt that the first, you know, the first one's going to be neglected. How could you possibly share your love with another child in their life? But we certainly did. Um, another thing about Hillary is she was colicky. And so she spent, met, we spent many of hours of holding her and friends would come over and hold her and rock her around because all she did was cry otherwise. And I remember the days and weeks after 
um, 9-11, she, we, I'd be up in the middle of the night with her and I would just watch show after show of all these people looking for their family members and every news thing that was on, I'd be up till, you know, two in the morning watching. I thought, I gotta stop watching this. This, you know, I have something amazing in my hands here and this is making me really, um, it's bringing me down and I'm, you know, I was worried obviously of getting depressed just from postpartum and all that stuff anyway, but it was, it was kind of addictive to watch and w listen to those stories and see what those people were going through. I'm an emotional person anyway, so to see what was happening and realizing the impact it had on the people around us and neighbors and, and people. Um, but I just kept looking at her thinking, boy, I'm so lucky. And it really made me think, Boy, life does go on. It, you know, although something terrible happens, something wonderful can come from it. And I think what eight thousand babies born that day, or something. I think actually close to ten, from oh, what yeah. I understand, nationwide. So that was an amazing thing to think of that there was, you know, all those, all, even though all those people had passed away, that that many kids were born that day. Now Griffin was three. Yes. So over the past nine years, you've had to explain. 9-11 to two children because Griffin, of course, right. was too young to understand it then. Right. Actually, he was understanding it. You know, I mean, maybe to a fault we told him a little bit more than we should have, but he was very interested in, you know, typical boy army men and war and all that kind of stuff. So he was very, you know, he was very into Star Wars and all that kind of thing. So he kind of, you know, got it that the bad guys came and crashed their planes into a building and many people, innocent people, lost their lives. Griffin, how much do you remember of when your sister was born in that day? Well, I remember holding her, like, the day after. And I also can't believe it, like, seeing the people and how many connections we have to, like, people whose, like, friends and, like, spouses died on 9-11 and how they look at her with, like, hope in their eyes. Does that make you feel good? Yeah, it's really cool. Well, let me ask you, Hillary... You know, you've been celebrating your birthday on September 11th now. You'll be nine years old. What are your thoughts? Well, I just think the whole thing is kind of scary. Um, well, I didn't know too much about it because I, because I was a baby. So, But, like, as I've been able to understand it, I've been learning about it more and more. And it kind of scares me. I'm like, wow. How do people react when they find out that your birthday is September 11th? They're just like, oh, they're just like, oh, they're just like, that's amazing. <laughs> On a day that was so bad for a lot of people, it, it, like, I was a sign of hope for them and, and a good things that can happen on that day. How do you plan to celebrate your birthday this year? Um, probably with some cake and presents, but I'll, pro I'll also think about how exciting it is for me to be turning nine. It's sad for a lot of other people because it's when they lost a lot of family members and friends. When did you first explain to Hillary that her birthday fell on such a tragic day? You know, I don't think it was any one time where we really sat down and said, you know, this is what happened on that day. But one of the things that Hillary mentioned about her birthday, you know, especially the first few years, we weren't really quite sure what, a, what an adequate or proper celebration should be. We, you know, we certainly didn't want Hillary not to have a birthday party, but especially those, I'd say those first two or three years, 
after it happened, you know, there were obviously very somber remembrances and, and people, you know, still very close to everyone. As time has gone on, it's gotten a little bit easier to have a celebratory birthday on that day. Um, but the first few birthdays were, were very tricky. We, we kept it very low-key. You know, it was really just immediate family. We didn't have you know, a party because we didn't want to you know, be hanging balloons on the mailbox a year or two after 9-11. So for Hillary, I think, you know, she fortunately she was young at that point, doesn't really recall probably a lot about her birthdays. But, you know, even now, as, as uh, Hillary said, you know, we always try to, you know, explain to Hillary a little bit on her birthday a little bit more and a little bit more every year about what happened. And I know Heather's been speaking to her a little bit more lately in terms of some of the details about about that day and you know but it's always um it's always a tricky situation in terms of because some of the you know some of the footage from it is very graphic and uh you know wanting her to know what happened but also keeping in mind that she is only eight soon to be nine hillary i know that you think it's pretty interesting that the twin towers looked like an 11 right and it happened on september 11th yeah and I also noticed that the Twin Towers and an 11 look like the two L's in my name. And I thought that was kind of cool. I noticed that last year. And I think for me, one of the interesting things for Hillary as she gets older, too, is you know, it gives her something in common with adults. A lot of times I think kids have a hard time relating to adults, especially adults that maybe they first meet or um, only know you know, just a little bit. But when they find out that she was born on 9-11, obviously everyone has some story or, um, you know, information about that day that they share with her. So it immediately opens up a line of communication, and they, you know, they love hearing stories about, you know, her, her being born that day, and, and I think she enjoys hearing stories from them about, you know, what, what happened on that day and, you know, what they were going through. And, you know, like Heather, Hillary is also very emotional, so um, Hillary will really take those to heart. And, and I think, you know, as she gets older and older, it's something that will – it's like an ongoing story for her. You know, every year as she gets older and older, there's other layers that are added, everyone she meets. And, and I think there's a reason, you know, as Heather said, we're not overly religious or, or anything like that. But, I th- you know, you tend to think in situations like that there is a reason why um, she is the kid she is and why she's able to make those connections, you know, whether it be the, you know, the double L's in the middle of her name or the double L's at the end of her the end of, end of O'Neill, that, you know, she's able to constantly make those connections and people feel very comfortable talking to her about 9-11. I've heard some people who were born on September 11th refer to it as the 11th of September because they don't want to say September 11th. Did you ever have any thoughts like that? No, because I think people need to know that, that while that horrendous thing was happening, something wonderful was happening. I mean, I look at her now and think, wow, it was that long ago. I look at, like, wow, she's getting taller and think that it was that long ago that that whole thing happened. Look how big she is now. And it makes me realize, wow, time has gone by. This is already an almost nine-year-old kid. Funny thing, you know, just a date, right? How much a right. date matters. Definitely. I mean, people say, oh, that's like, you know, people remember when Kennedy was shot or, you know, all different things that have happened. When John Lennon died, you know, they come up with, not that that compares to September 11th, but everybody knows where they were at that time. And it's similar. And and some say that they have birthdays that remind them of of bad things. And some people choose not to celebrate. I have, I know people that are older than me or, you know, some teenage kids that had birthdays on September 11th, and they said, I'm not celebrating it on that day anymore. But we feel um, obligated, in a way, to remember that day and, you know, make a point of saying that this is something good. Do you know anyone else who 
was born on September 11th? Well, one of my best friends, two of her friends were born on that same exact day. So sometimes I'll see them, and they're the same exact age as me, and I'll kind of be like, hey, you were born on the same day as me. And they'll be like, yeah. Almost like being a part of a club, right? Yeah. Well, O'Neills, thank you so much. Thank you. Uh, thank you very much. Thanks. Hillary, thank you, and happy birthday. Thanks. A happy birthday also goes out today to Spencer Malillo of Newport News, Rhode Island. Spencer is also turning nine. His dad, Stephen, says Spencer is proof that 9-11-2001 wasn't all bad, that something good came from that day. Stephen is with us now on the phone. Stephen, thanks so much for taking the time to talk with me. Mm-hmm. Your son, Spencer, is turning nine years old today. How will you be celebrating? The normal way. Uh, you know, it's a, a birthday party, presents... We'll take him out for the uh, kind of food that he likes, so forth. Now, is that something you would have done many years ago, or did you have to build up to that, considering it falls on a day of national tragedy? No. Um, we Now, boy, this is, a, this, this is a, a sort of a touchy thing, because this is very, this runs deep. The, the, the concept of tragedy is something that I have a lot of respect for, but we don't look at that day as a day of tragedy. I, cho- I choose to look at that day as a day when there was a lot of heroism. So, you know, in other words, you had some entity which wants to destroy us, basically slap us in the face. You know, that's the metaphor. And our response to that was, you know, these incredible people, you know, coming out of the woodwork and literally running into that building to save lives. And there was this incredible display of heroism. And so, you know, my take with my own son is that, you know, you're seeing a microcosm, a snapshot of everything that humanity represents all on your birthday. Because in the world, ever-present, there's evil, there's good, there's this battle that goes on between them, there's the choices that you make, you know, how one deals with evil, and how one deals with getting slapped in the face. And so that's a part of his life. He understands that. How old was Spencer when you first explained that to him? You know, I got to tell you, <laughs> and I know this probably sounds strange, but I, he, was, he was one day old when I started explaining that to him. Is that right? You started talking to him about September 11, 2001, the day he was born, when he was that young. Absolutely. We should point out that your son's birth was scheduled. You knew he was going to be delivered by C-section, right? That's right. But my wife went into labor that day. Oh, is that right? Yeah, so what happened was we were supposed to go in at 9 a.m. It's very interesting when you consider all the uh, the timing of this. And, and instead, at 6 a.m., she went into labor. What's going through your mind as far as the emotions are concerned? Here you have a newborn son. Here you have this tragedy unfolding in Lower Manhattan in New York City. And I have to tell you that I had family there. I had, my, my brother had employees working in the building. My father uh, lives a couple of blocks away from the Trade Center. Two of my cousins were there. They had the dust all over them, and they were actually watching people jump out of the buildings and had to escape by uh, going across the Brooklyn Bridge there. So, so what do you do? Do you stop and start making phone calls to see how your family is doing, and do you leave your wife and your newborn? How did you handle that? No, it was... Um, 
No, it wasn't like that. I, 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 I had this positive feeling. I mean, I know that sounds, re- you know, really strange to some people because, you know, and, and, and this is another thing. These are, it's a litmus test. You know, I'll tell people my kid was born 24 minutes before the first building was hit on September 11th. Some people respond to that statement with, oh, my God, you know, what a, what a horrible thing to be born on that day. Mm-hmm. And other people respond Gee, what a special thing to be born on that day, because literally from the ashes you have the phoenix rising. See, I look at, I look at that whole day as a beginning. I see it as a day of hope. I look at my son as an emissary of hope. And how do people generally react to him, school teachers, friends? I don't think they treat him any different. I think I think it's just sort of an interesting thing to them. I mean, the only place where where, where you really get a couple of oohs and ahs is in church. You know, mm-hmm. when because because you know, uh, people in church, you know, they knew when he was born, they knew when he was baptized, that whole thing, and so that you know, when the priest says, "Hey, come on up now," uh, those who who are celebrating their birthday today, and 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 of course, when September 11th or that week rolls around. You know, Spencer goes up, and everybody in the audience has this sort of flashback. Because for a lot of people, September 11th is not a preeminent thought in their mind. Stephen, you might find this interesting. I spoke with a young girl by the name of Hillary O'Neill, who shares your son's birthday, September 11th, 2001. And she said that last year she came to the realization that there was a connection between her name and the Twin Towers because there are two L's in Hillary and two L's in O'Neill. And I'm looking at your name, Melillo, and you have oh two L's in your name. <laughs> oh, my God. I never, never thought of that. <laughs> That's interesting, isn't it? But also funny to see a kid's perspective on that, how she, you know, is coming to terms with her birthday and seeing her name as a reflection of her birth in a way. Yeah, I know what you're getting at. There's no, there's no question that there is some impact that we don't even fully understand about what it means to be that kid. Uh, like I say, Spencer is very bright, but who knows really what's going on in the, in the total depths of his mind. We, we, we don't know. But, you know, uh, in another interview, the, the lady asked him, so, so it, she showed him all – she showed him these films, you know, buildings coming down, people running, the, that, that horrible gray smoke, you know, and everything. And she said, uh, what do you, you know, what, what do you think? What, 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 do you, what would you say to people about this day and the people who, who, who face such tragedy? And she asked this to him. And he said, without even missing a beat, well, God could build you all back up again. A lot of parents with kids born on September 11, 2001, say that they see an old soul in their child. Do you see that at all in Spencer, or do you think that people sometimes read a little bit too much into things like that? I don't, you know, well, I'll tell you that I just got back from Italy, and what do kids call their fathers? Well, they call them Papa. Well, that's my nickname for my son. I call him Papa. And... In, in a lot of ways, I have to agree. I, I do think about, or that, might, that might be a normal parental thing. You know, I, I just love my kid so much that I, I think he's better than me. And so in, in a way, I look up to him. 
And so I do see an old soul. Maybe, maybe that's just normal. Maybe, you know, when parents really love their kids and they, they respect them so much, they, they inject that. They superimpose that feeling on their kids. You know, I just want to thank you for the opportunity to, to speak about Spencer on September 11th. And I, and I just hope that anybody who's suffering from that day will find solace in other people who who rise, you know, from the ashes, like I said before. But also, how can you not find solace in the face of a child, a child with his or her whole life ahead of them, and here are children born on that day, and serving as a reminder that, A, life goes on, and there is a lot of hope beyond the yeah. tragedy. Absolutely, and bravo. And if this wasn't radio, and you could see his face, and you could look into his eyes, uh, yeah, your your words would be amplified in his face, for sure. Stephen, thanks so much for your time. Thank you. You're tuned to Cityscape on 90.7 FM and WFUV.org. Good morning once again. I'm George Boldarki. For Dahlia Gruen, having a 9-11 birthday is something she's had to come to grips with. She was 10 when her birth date was forever changed. To help her cope, Dahlia created a website for people born on September 11th to express their feelings and get and give advice. I asked Dahlia to take us back to the day that led to the creation of birthdayspirit.org. I was very excited. It was the first time that I was entering the two digits, and so it was a big deal. And I had just had a surprise party, but I knew that my friends had a planned party for me, and it was a pretty big deal for all of us. When did you learn of what happened in Lower Manhattan that day? So it started in school, and they told us about a plane crash, but I didn't really understand what had happened until I came home and I saw my dad home early for work. And obviously my naive first impression was, oh, look, you know, he's home early to celebrate with me. And then both my parents sat me down to explain why I had to come home early from work and about the attacks. Yeah, that had to be pretty rough, huh, as a 10-year-old? Yeah, yeah. So how was that next birthday for you, that 11th birthday? So by my 11th birthday, I had already come to terms with it. And I had participated in... With the assembly, I was the only elementary schooler to participate because I knew that it meant a lot to me. Um, And my website was already up and running, so I had really come full circle, I think, in that year. Okay, well, let's talk about this website. Tell us about this website. My website is birthdayspirit.org, and it's a site to celebrate the goodness born in a tragic date. And it was very hard for me when it first happened because I thought my day would always be a day of mourning. And, yeah, I do honestly feel horrible for the people who died and for all the families who are involved. But on a more selfish level, it was my birthday, and it has always been a big deal for me. So I've gotten a lot of responses from viewers um, who have their birthday on September 11th and have dealt with it in their own way, and it's to tell them that they can celebrate and what we can do. And their suggestions, you know, to light an extra candle on your cake in in memory for all those people who died or to bring a birthday cake to the firefighters to thank them for all their hard work. And so it's just kind of bringing it all together. What's the most memorable story you've heard from someone who shares your birth date? I've had so many over the past years. 
definitely a few that stuck out to me. One, I had a man telling me that he doesn't normally cry, but when he saw my website, he just broke down because it was really nice to know that other people were going through the same thing. Stories from girls who never thought, who thought that they were alone and never thought that there would be anybody else going through the same thing. Um, and notes from them and their mothers thanking me for it. You know, I had a woman who wrote that she was really nervous about bringing a baby into this horrible world, and her baby was born the next year on September 11th, 2002. So just stories like that. In what ways do you celebrate your birthday differently now? There's definitely always a little taint, and there's always a memory of what had happened. But my birthday was always a big deal, but it was never really encompassing who I was and what I stand for, and now it really has become that because... Even when you tell a normal person, you know, oh, my birthday is September 11th, there's always that gasp, like, oh, and an awkward silence. And that really has become what it is. So for me to be like, you know, it's actually it's not such a big deal because, you know, I am communicating with other people and we are doing stuff. So it's bringing it all together. What about your family and friends? Was it hard for them initially to be all gung-ho about celebrating your birthday? Well, my friends remembered that on my 10th birthday at the party, they were crying because they were also very traumatized from it. And I know that in classes, whenever we would talk about it, all my friends would look over at me and see how I was responding. Um, but we really have tried to make it still a birthday for me. And we have the radio on sometimes, but it's also just a day to celebrate a birthday. It's a normal birthday. Now, this website has been going strong. Here it is, nine years now. Yeah. And people are still writing in. They're still writing in. And obviously, there's going to be a need for your website, I would imagine, for years to come, because babies are still being born on September 11th. There's no way to change that. It's true. Definitely true. Dahlia Gruen, thank you so much. Thank you. Dahlia Gruen is celebrating her 19th birthday today. She's the creator of birthdayspirit.org, a website for people born on September 11th. And that's it for this week's Cityscape. Make sure you never miss an edition of the show by subscribing to the Cityscape RSS feed at wfuv.org slash cityscape. I'm George Boldarki. My thanks to producer Andrea McCreary.